Okay. Let me just make sure everything is on and connected. I hope everybody's having an amazing Monday, May 3rd, 2021. I hope you are well wherever you're watching in the world. Hello to the foxhole. People are jumping in there. Welcome to everybody. How's everybody doing over at Rockfin? Let me just make sure that we're go for launch here. You should be live. There we go. Go live. We are live on the Rockfin. Hello, everybody over there. And also, let me check quickly on my people over at DLive. Hello, DLive. Good to see you all. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. We have been lied to big time, my friends. I'm pretty sure you've all figured that out. If you found your way to a channel like mine, <clears throat> we are in the underground, the world that nobody talks about, the place where you go when you try to find out what the truth is and you try to share that with your fellow humans. Uh, banished off the mainstream platforms, we are now on the freedom-based platforms, which I prefer being there anyways. Uh, so I'm very happy to be here with you. We got someone saying they're listening from, I think that's Pennsylvania. How are things going on in Maricopa County? Hopefully the, that process doesn't get interrupted. We need to find out the truth. Uh, there's so many things happening and that's what I'm going to go through with you. I've got a lot of stuff to share with you guys. Hopefully you've been following me on my um, Telegram channel. I've been putting a lot of good stuff up there. Let me just rip open my Twitter for later because I had a few good tweets on there. Shared some good stuff for you. Today's just going to be a mishmash. We're going to cover current events and just look at this whole situation we're in where we've been lied to. The world has been lied to. We've been led along the garden path. Our freedoms are being destroyed. Our economy is being destroyed. Our lives are being destroyed. The minds of our youth and our young ones are being destroyed. We're all being destroyed on one level or another. Our humanity is being destroyed. Our connection to nature. Um, there's a lot going on, but there's also a lot of good things going on. And so as we go through a lot of this, I just want to show you some of the current events, some of the things that are going on, and then... Um, get into obviously the solution, which is always the same, isn't it? It's that now that we're aware of what's happening and we have the resources at our disposal to learn more and to educate ourselves and to share out to people that we know, that's how we change things. We change things by working on ourselves and by doing our very best to um, share this information as far and wide as we possibly can. Everybody's messaging me and emailing me saying, oh my God, Dave, I got uh, friends of mine, family members. They're all going off to get this shot. Uh, a lot of them are now in the hospital. A lot of them are having negative side effects. Um, everybody's now going for their round two. What do I do? They're not listening. They're not even watching the videos that I send. I feel you. I feel you. We're all in that same boat. And it, it gets to a point where you go, well, the information's available. This is a lot deeper than just people seeing facts put in front of their face. And I'm going to go through facts with you guys today, 100%, because we need to do that. Okay. That's what this show is all about. But I hope you caught my latest um, Drive with Dave episode where I was going through what I believe is the root factor underlying the reason why so many people are just 
they've shut off their brains and they are literally just listening to what they're being told without questioning it. And they may not realize that they're heading to the edge of a cliff. And the question is always, how could that be? It's so obvious. This has been going on for 14 months. We've got experts all over the world screaming, hey, we don't need these lockdowns. This vaccine is not even a vaccine. Um, It was rushed to market. There's all kinds of safety concerns. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know what the long-term effects are going to be. How the heck can we be getting everybody to go in lockstep and just get this thing without thinking? That's not from me. That's from the experts, many experts who at the top of the level, top levels of the scientific community don't agree. And so when you present that information to people, you go, look, I'm not trying to tell you what to do in the way that it seems to be one side trying to tell everybody else what to do. We're not doing that. We're here to embrace freedom. We're here to embrace health. We're here for solutions. We're here to figure this out, but we need the truth in order for us to be able to figure this out. So, but if people aren't even going to listen to that and they won't read or watch or study or learn at all, any of the things that you're giving them, Hey, that's between them and their creator, their way of seeing the world that that's, that's not on you anymore. You've done what you can. That's right. All you can do is share the info. So let me do a little uh, screen share. I'm just going to drop this off here. Hopefully that doesn't kill the stream. I don't think it will. Um, Okay, let me pull this up. Before we get into all the stuff I want to get into, guys, I just always like to do a little update about what's been going on in case anybody missed it or in case we got new listeners. We've always got new people jumping in. So um, hold on. Let me make sure that this is set up correctly. There we go. So here we go. Let me pull this up. Go check it out on my website, dwtruthwarrior.com. And I'll pull it up so I can give you a little tour of what's happening, show you how to use the site. Uh, A big thank you to my lovely wife for doing this site for me. She updates it. She does all the everything. So she's done an amazing job. Um, And the reason I needed this website rebuilt was because I'm constantly asked by people, where do I find your show? Where's your social media? I don't know where to find it. Um, Just go to my website. That's always the best place. And it's always updated. I put a lot of good articles up there. If you go to the homepage, you can just scroll down. You're going to see the members, the podcast. You can follow all that. Shows you where I'm live. Right now, we're on all these three platforms. I'll be adding more as they go. I want to get on Mike Lindell's free speech or Frank speech. I want to get on all of them, as many as we can. But have to highlight a few things here. I really hope you got to see last Wednesday's show with Dr. Randy Weisong. If you want a good resource, with the facts, with the undeniable facts, go listen to this episode and check out the links that I provided under the episode on my Telegram page. Make sure you follow me there. If you have any questions about it, just send me a message and I can get you what you need. If I can get to everybody, I'll do my best. But I think we all kind of understand now that you know we've all hopefully been collecting a list of information as we've been researching it. That's really important so that it's at our disposal if we need it. Um, but I just think this episode is just really, really good. He went through he went through a lot of information. He's an amazing guy. He's written a lot of books. He's been covering COVID and all this stuff for the entire year. And 
he went through eight points, uh, basically disproving the entire narrative that we've been sold. And then in we, he went through it, obviously, in the podcast the best he could. But then he provided me with all the links that he sourced on his website, which you can just go there. It's asifthinkingmatters.com. And if you look, you'll see the COVID-19 tab. It's all the links, all the studies, different. He writes them in blog entries and then includes the graphs and the charts and all the nitty gritty that all your friends and family want to see. But for some reason, won't even look at it, but you do your best. So I just can't speak his praises enough. That was such a good show. Thought it was really well done. And these episodes, guys, are tools that you can use whenever you're feeling down and out, whenever you're doubting yourself, whenever you don't know what to send to somebody. I realize not everybody can sit through a one hour or two hour episode of something, um, but just let them know, hey, I got uh, listening to this new podcast. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And always ask them to give their opinion after. I found this is a very helpful thing uh, is let people know. Uh, let people know how to. Oh, sorry, I'm being distracted. Somebody's saying they lost the video. Can everybody see the video? It's working OK on my end. I'm always paranoid about losing the <laughs> losing the stream. If one of the streams not working or it's kind of clunky, go check out the other ones. Again, they're all posted on my Telegram. Go check it out there. Okay. Uh, so what was I saying? So yeah, the resources are there. This episode is incredible. Um, I thought he broke it down very eloquently, and it's really important. Okay. This is the one. This is the. Uh, the drive with Dave episode I was talking about. This is just me. These episodes are just me, like usually taking a concept. It's it, the way it, these happen is that um, I have an idea or something comes across my desk or I'm reading through my notes, you know, and I'm currently going through and preparing this mega saga called Cult of the Medics. And it might be delayed a little bit further because I want to make it perfect, but it's going to come. It's going to be good when it comes. Um, and I go through these notes and I, I, I meditate on this stuff and I think about it and I talk to people and I, you know, I'm spe I speak to a lot of people behind the scenes that are not willing to come on publicly and say anything about this stuff. They use me as their voice. They send me information. Um, I've spoken to doctors, nurses, police officers, government officials, um, you know, all kinds of people. And, uh, you know, I, so I, I try to always boil it down in the best way that I can in a lot of these video logs and in these shows. But the drive with Dave's are, I like the, the idea. They became popular a while back because I would just be driving to jujitsu or going to get water or whatever. And I would just rant. And uh, I guess a lot of people liked it. And something about just going for a drive, it just switches a certain gear in me. So you get kind of a different side of me in these. And what I was hitting on in this particular video log, which is freely available, you can go to, it's on Rockfin exclusive. These are all exclusive on Rockfin, but this is, you can access it with a free account. You don't need the premium for this. Um, and it's the reason why. This is my shot at the reason why. And I go into uh, an amazing statement or a few statements that were made by the late, great Nathaniel Brandon, who you'd think, oh, that's an interesting guy to bring in. I mean, he's all about personal development and self-esteem and self-expression. And what is the self? He's thinks he's a philosopher, author. Um, he sadly passed away. But there was a few statements that he made that just kind of the way my mind took those statements when I was going through my notes based off what I was seeing and the conversations I was having with people, it just blew me away. And so I just, I, I encapsulated in this, I think it's like 40 minutes. 
I'm always like, I'll oh, just make it 20 minutes, just make it 15 minutes. But I, I can't, I don't know. It, it takes a while to disseminate this. And so I hope it adds value. I think it was really good. Uh, we get down to the root of it. I'm going to save the punchline for the video. But uh, basically, this is well beyond in, when it comes to people that are you know, behaving as serfs and slaves and not thinking for themselves. There's a reason why that is more than you think. It's not just because they haven't seen the right information or they didn't see the right data or they didn't see the right facts. What you're going up against here is psychology. You're going up against uh, a traumatized mind in one level or another. We're all traumatized to some degree, especially these days. Uh, but you have to get into this idea that everybody sort of, they, they give their reasons of the surface reason of why they do things, but there's a real reason behind it, right? There, we all have sort of an inner conspiracy going on where there's an ulterior motive to a lot of the things that we do, especially when we're hiding from the truth. That's when it's the worst. And so when you're trying to reach out to people and say, Hey, you know, don't you see the dangers? Don't you hear the warnings? Uh, maybe wait on this. Maybe, maybe look at some of the other alternatives here. You know, don't just run off and do what the news is telling you. I mean, for crying out loud, the news has been lying to you for decades. Like, haven't we figured that out? It's owned by six mega corporations that are all owned by the same people that have financially benefited from this entire lockdown and the solution that they're presenting. Like when they're not receptive to that, you realize that um, there's a lot more going on. And so I try to address that in this, in this little drive. Okay. So check that out. Um, definitely want to point out my amazing sponsor as always the only sponsor I have. It's all the only one that I need. I love this concept. I love what we're doing. I love this project. Please go check it out. It's called Patriot Switch. If you go check it out and if you want to learn more about it, I won't belabor you here, but go watch this episode that I did. I brought the creators of Patriot Switch on. We go through it. Uh, it's a longer one, but uh, it, it, basically the idea here is what I've been talking about is starving the beast. And this was my solution this is my way of kicking it off and trying to encourage people and give them an alternative and saying, look, we go and we support these big corporations that got to stay open during the lockdown that are involved in the same network that dominate all the stores, all the shelf space. There's sort of a big tech monopoly when it comes to everything we buy every day to live. If we could switch our financial support to a better alternative. And there are many out there, guys. There are many out there. And I'm so grateful to the people that are like, have you seen this? Have you seen that? Yes, I, it's amazing. Go wherever we can. Go to the local farmer's markets. Uh, go support somebody, that, a business, a company, an individual that is operating with integrity, that has good products, and that is uh, somewhere where you, something you can believe in. Uh, we all pay for these items every day, just everyday stuff. Just think of the stuff under your kitchen sink, in your laundry uh, room, in your, you know, in your bedroom, around your house, the stuff we use to clean our floors, the stuff, you know, by the toilet, everything else. We buy those things from these big companies. We might go to a store that we like, but who supplies the products to the store, right? And you follow it all the way up the food chain and you're going into the Procter and Gambles and all these big corporations that own it all and run it all. Um, and 
they've become so much more powerful because we keep giving them our support. That's the whole reason this entire system is in place. We keep voting with our dollars and we keep sticking, we keep being involved in our process of being enslaved. So that's in a nutshell, Starve the Beast, Patriot Switch. This is my sponsor. So the store that we've affiliated with, um, they're amazing. They've been around 35 years. Uh, this process is a little bit different than you're used to. It's not just, here's a link, go shop, go check it out, switch your dollars. Um, this company believes that, and, and the idea of Patriot Switch is that it's a personal connection. Uh, you get entry level, you're shown around, you're given a quick little 20 minute tour, and then it, you decide if it's right for you. A lot of us, we just go in, we buy things quickly. We don't think about it. We don't look at the ingredients. We don't look at the history of the company. Uh, we don't talk to anybody. We just order on Amazon. It shows up and that's the end of it. We're trying to have things with a personal touch. So uh, when you go to the site, it'll look like this. It's just going to ask for some basic information. If you don't feel comfortable, I totally understand, but this is just the way it works. And every dollar that you spend with this company also goes to support other families that are involved with this incredible business model that uh, this is helping to keep the money within the Patriot community and uh, to make a switch to a company that does it right. And so this is how uh, my show stays up. This is what supports my work, um, but it checks a lot of different boxes. So please go check that out and then let me know what you think about it. All right. I've got obviously my Rockfin channel uh, is also a really another really great way to support the show. I left, I, I switched from, uh, Patreon. I'm no longer on Patreon. Big thank you to everybody that has supported me over there, but we've been trying to switch everybody over to Rockfin. It's a different model. Um, you pay 10 bucks a month and you get all my premium content and everybody else on the platform. And they have a lot of amazing people on there. Okay. So, but I also do have free content on there. So if that's too steep, totally understand these are tough times, but, um, Every little bit helps, and I'm going to be releasing some really, really good premium stuff for you over there. I have a link tree now. I'm very excited about this. So you can check out my link tree if you don't know where to go. I've just kind of put everything in one spot. iTunes. iTunes never banned me. I'm pretty happy about that. Spotify did for some reason. Uh, so we got iTunes, DLive, Rumble, Podbean, Gab, Telegram, Foxhole, Unslaved, of course, which has been knocking out of the park lately. Go check out unslaved.com, Rockfin. There's Patriot Switch. There's my website. Makes it easy for you, so you know where to find my stuff. And what's the last thing I wanted to show you here? Oh, <laughs> I have to show you this. Also, a big shout out to my amazing team. These are dear friends of mine that work for, uh, that, that have helped me develop this store. They've helped me develop this brand. We just, they just put together this incredible Mighty Warrior collection. Cause I'm a mighty warrior. <laughs> uh, so check this out. We got some really good stuff, high quality stuff. So it's a little bit higher end. Okay. But I can't wait to, I love these comfy pants. I love the logo. we got sizes for kids. Everybody's asking me for hoodies. There's your hoodies. We got jackets. I love that logo, by the way. It looks so good. What do we got? Duffel bags, all kinds of cool stuff. There's my normal swag. So just, you know, just fun stuff. Help support the show. And um, I think it looks really cool. So. Just wanted to announce that. And I'm also going to be launching a, a cool, it's a lower end t-shirt just for fun. It's about Star of the Beast. I think you'll like it. I'll have more on that real soon. 
All right. So that is that. Let's move on. Um, I think I'm going to do it like this. I got a quick little video to show you. Let's get into what I want to get into here. Okay. Sorry, guys. Bear with me. This is interesting because we are seeing a lot of this. We're going to get into the vaccine, the vaccine issue. And I just want to show you what's going on with this school. And I'm not sure what district it is. They're going to tell you, but basically a suburb, an entire suburban school district cancels classes after over 125 teachers and staff call off from the vaccine side effects. So vaccine side effects shut down this entire school district. Okay. So check this quick little report out and um, let me know if you guys can hear this okay. Here we go. Everyone knows what's happening with the vaccine. Kind of everyone's getting sick after it. So they kind of thought it would happen. Well, it was a surprise no school for 4,300 students in the West Suburban Caneland District today. So many teachers and staff called in sick after getting the COVID vaccine. The district was forced to cancel classes. Fox 32's Dane Placco explains exactly what happened. A lot of my friends are very happy to have the day off, that's for sure. <laughs> the doors are locked and the hallways empty as thousands of Caneland school students get a surprise day off. We did have 125 staff members that were out today. Caneland Superintendent Dr. Todd Layden says many of those teachers and staff called in sick after receiving their second dose of the Moderna vaccine this week. Some of the same symptoms that you're seeing as far as um, general illness, headaches, malaise, uh, nausea. And because the district didn't have enough substitutes to cover all that absent staff. We did call an emergency day and we will add one makeup day to the end of the school year. Health officials say about 17% of people getting the second vaccine become ill, twice as many as the first shot. 17? One doctor telling us he advises patients to be prepared to take some time off after the second vaccine. These symptoms usually do not last more than 48 hours, and it's just best to illness out of caution, ensure that your safety and the safety of others. Caneland officials will decide tonight whether they'll be able to open schools tomorrow, and the superintendent says, yeah, it's a hassle, but it's a fair trade-off if it means the security of getting his staff vaccinated. In <laughs> Kane County, Dane Placco, Fox 32 News. Wow. So, yeah, totally cool. Nothing to worry about, of course. It's just, you know, just some side effects from the shot. That happened to resemble all the symptoms, you know, that closed the entire school district down. You know, no, no worries. Um, you just get to a point where you you go, all right. Well, number one, it's interesting they're covering those stories a little bit more because they kind of have to. And we're going to get into how big these side effects really are in a bit. Okay, so stick around. But. And everybody's, everybody's having different kinds of reactions, right? I mean, we're seeing the blood clots, we're seeing all kinds of stuff, but people, we don't think anymore in terms of long-term. Would you agree with me on that? Like you and I might think like that. If you have a family, if you run a business, if you've done anything where you've produced something yourself, you naturally probably think in terms of, okay, I've got what I need to do now. And then I got to think long-term, right? But the vast majority of people, we've all been cradle to grave, told what to do. There's signs pointing everywhere telling us what to do. We repeat what we're told. Our opinions aren't even our own. 
and we don't think in terms of long term. It's all long term. It's all instant gratification versus delayed gratification. Nature, if all this stuff was gone, okay, if there was no civilization and we're back to living in the sticks, nature requires delayed gratification from you for your survival. That's a process of nature that just go watch that show alone or whatever on History Channel where people go out and they try to survive in the wilderness for like a couple of weeks, the kind of hell they have to go through, right? And you, you have to plan. You have to plan ahead. You have to think ahead. That's just natural, right? But we live in a fast-paced, download-the-app, drive-through, instant gratification world with all these corporations advertising happiness, looking better, uh, you know, every possible thing. You need this gadget. You need this thing. You need this thing. And it gets to a point where it's overload. And when our, when we're, how many generations have been raised in this? Like the older generations that I talked to, you know, the guy, people that survived the great depression and the wars, um, sadly that demographic has been hit extremely hard during 2020. And for other reasons than I think a lot of people might think, go look at uh, Dr. Vernon Coleman's work on brand new tube for him to break that down for you. Um, but that aside, if you speak to people from that generation, there was a lot more of that encouraged from my grandma, my grand, you know, people in, in that elder community to, you know, Dave, you got to save for a rainy day. You got to plan for the future. You got to think of your future. Think of your future. Think of what's coming. Uh, do a favor to future Dave now by doing this and delaying gratification here. That was part of the principles that we came from, but lost because then generations after were raised with, here's the, here's the instant gratification culture. Don't worry about planning ahead. We will plan everything for you. You got a guidance counselor at school. That's going to tell you, well, the minute you graduate high school, this is, these are your options. Pick one of them and stick with it and never change it. And then you go through college or university and you're going on your path and maybe you don't like it, but you go, well, I've put too much so far. I need someone to tell me what to do. You're constantly guided, directed, molded, shaped. You can't come out of those systems. You can't come out of this society with a self. You can't come out with an, an autonomous identity anymore. You're guided. You're guided and directed. Your mind is molded, right? And so because we don't think long-term, when you talk to the average person about, what about long-term safety studies for the vaccine? They're like, you know what the answer is? This is what I've been getting. Let me know what you've been getting. Yeah, but I want to go on vacation. I've been stuck at home. I want to, my job requires it. And if my job requires it, I have to do it because there's literally no other options, but to continue to work for a company that's going to force this medical procedure on me that I might not want, but I'm just going to get because I need my job. And I understand that. I get it. I get it. I'm not trying to, I'm just saying. What about your survival? What about your future health? What's the future version of you going to be saying if something goes wrong? How do we know? What do we, we don't know what we're doing. Somebody knows exactly what they're doing, but I think by and large, we don't know what we're doing. And yeah, people are like, I hate that excuse for wanting to just go back to 2019 life. 2019 life is gone. That world ended. You and I know it. 
There's just a lot of people that don't. They're clinging. They're clinging to this old version of themselves, which I totally understand, but that was stolen from you. It wasn't taken from you because of circumstances. We were lied to, my friends. This wasn't just a happenstance and then there was chaos and then the government didn't know what to do and now they're just trying to find a way out of it because they're already invested in it and they got a safe face or it's going to be mass chaos. It was just some well-meaning people that made a lot of mistakes. No, it was well-meaning people being led by people who were not well-meaning. That's my opinion. You can agree with me, disagree with me. We'll see which we'll see we'll see what how this all plays out, okay? I believe we've been lied to. Lied to implies knowledge of the fact that the information that was given to the entire human race was wrong. Knowledge of that fact, but giving it anyways. That's a lie. When you know what you're saying isn't true but you say it anyways, that's a lie. That's not a mistake. I'm not here to talk about a mistake that was made by some low-level doctor that just did what they were told by the World Health Organization, which is now the World Hoax Organization, in my opinion. We were lied to. Okay, and we can talk. Oh, was this planned? Was it this? Was it that? Hey, just I'll leave that to you. Go check out the 2010 Rockefeller Institute uh, lockstep program. Go read that. Let me know what you think. Um, go look into event 201, et cetera. Go look at the history of the World Health Organization going all the way back to the 1970s swine flu epidemic. That was literally, in my opinion, that one of the practice runs for what we're having now because that was also turned out to be not as big as they said, not as bad as they said. And the solution, which was a vaccine, always a vaccine, always, um, caused all kinds of uh, neurological disorders. They've now been linking though that shot to uh, some of the cancers that we're seeing. Um, there were deaths associated with, there were people who were paralyzed. There were people, it was, it was horrible. It was horrible. You just see the footage from that Mike Wallace documentary. I used to have it on my YouTube channel before they killed it, but I'm sure you can find it still. If you look up Mike Wallace, swine flu epidemic, 1970s, uh, you should find it. It's like a 45 minute little doc where he goes in, he interviews one of the CDC directors who he catches him lying right there. He catches him in a lie right on the spot. This was back when, you know, real journalism was done to some extent. Um, and then just exposing, and you should see the big, when they had people lining up for the vaccines, it was these big metallic looking guns. They looked like guns, like space lasers. And people are just walking up, getting, they, they, they literally just go, boom, shush, next, like just keep them coming. It was like watching a bunch of cattle going through the cattle uh, lines and then the rest of that report that he did was all about the people that he spoke to that had all kinds of irreparable damage done to them. Now think about it. It was, that was the seventies. I wonder if that event was part of what inspired the 1986, I think it was 1986 when they signed in the, uh, the immunity from prosecution protection act for the vaccine manufacturers. Because the vaccine manufacturers were getting sued all the time. They would not be in business. They weren't making any money. They were paying out damages constantly. So what did they do? They, got a, they, they went in and, of course, because big pharma and the pharmaceutical industry is the largest lobby in government in the world, anywhere in the world. It, it outspends oil and gas two to one. I'm sure you've heard the statistics. <laughs> 
It's big all right. It's a big monopoly. And they get protection from prosecution if their products, which don't go through the proper safety studies, they just say that they do, but they really don't. With the more information we see, the more we know that they don't. With this vaccine, you know that they didn't. They're going to say they've been through safety trials. They've been through safety. No, they haven't because it just got, did they test it on pregnant people? How did it go in the animal trials? Does anybody even know what happened to all the ferrets they tested this shit on? You are the guinea pig. That's not coming from me. That's coming from top experts. You've always been the guinea pig. And they're like, well, you want to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs. Sorry, yesterday you were all saying, you, the government or whatever, you were all saying, even if we save one life with these lockdowns and the triple masking, it's worth it. Well, what happens when, what if even one life is lost due to the vaccine, which I'm going to show you, there's a lot more than one life lost and destroyed already. And we're only a couple months into this. And so if even my, here's my policy. If even one person, one person, I don't care if they're from India, China, Canada, US, Germany, I don't care if one person in this world has a single negative side effect to this vaccine. I get to opt out if it's my choice. If there's any risk whatsoever, I get to opt out. Prove yourself through the typical scientific process of saying, okay, here's our theory. Our theory is we couldn't do a normal vaccine, which there's already questions with those, but whatever. We had to do this new mRNA thing. So it's not the attenuated virus thing. It's a totally different thing now. This is going to, you know, basically reprogram your immune system, um, which means you're going to be forever reliant on this new subscription-based model of vaccines every month or every year, however many times you're going to have to do it. And we've never done this before. We've never, ever done this before, ever in the history of humanity. We've never done this before. We've never done this on the mass population. We did some animal trials. They didn't really go too well, but we have no other choice because we have a 99.9 X survivability rate virus flying around with double mutant, triple mutant, quintillion, sextillion, triple mutant variants going around. So we need a vaccine. We need it now. And we just don't have time for the safety trials. And it's already, it's already causing blood clots and seizures and people are getting COVID and then dying from COVID from the vaccine. And, you know, there's that, but, but guys, we still need to do it because we don't have any other choice. Ivermectin doesn't exist. Hydroxychloroquine doesn't exist. Your immune system is a far right conspiracy theory. Uh, so we just literally have no other choice. Are we seriously believing this? I know you guys aren't. If, if, if you believed it, you'd be turning this podcast off already. But this is how we're, this is the sales pitch we're being sold. Become a lab rat for us and we won't accept responsibility if something happens to you. Are you in? Come on. If I came on and said something like that, you guys would never tune in again. Okay. So right off the bat, forgetting all the peer reviewed studies and the science and the, this, that, you know, hydrogel. Just put that aside for a second. Just right out of the get-go, the people making this don't have any don't have any liability. And if you do prosecute anything or go and try to get justice or 
um, reimbursement for how can you reimburse somebody for uh, a debilitating side effect? But if you do, you have to go through this system called VARES in America. And yeah, I don't even think there is anything like that in Canada. Many countries don't have this. Ver- at least they have VARES in the US that collects some data. I got some of that coming up soon. Is that coming up next? Let me see. Actually, you know what? We're there. Let's do this right now. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Um, yeah, that's the one. Okay, I'm just going to pull this site up for you. Again, just so you have this, I posted it on my Telegram. If you go to openvares.com, so vares is V-A-E-R-S, openvares.com forward slash COVID dash data, you will get this, okay? So this is VAERS COVID reports, vaccine adverse events reporting system. And this is through April 23rd, 2021, since the launch of this vaccine. So this is specifically due to the COVID uh, vaccine adverse events. Okay. So this is just what they've documented. These are the people that took the time to report specifically to VAERS only in the United States or the doctors, or the data, however they get their data. There's all kinds of write-ups on how they get the data. Um, But this is just what's been reported. Remember, a lot of side effects are going to be unknown right now. And a lot of doctors, because of how they're trained and because of how they think about it, are not going to jump up and go, oh yeah, that was a vaccine reaction. Most of the time, in my experience, in the experience of many, even doctors that I've interviewed that know this, I've learned a lot from doctors, by the way. This isn't just me Googling it on YouTube. This is from doctors, okay? Um, they oftentimes will never tell the patient because they, they don't think of it like that. They're not, it's not on their radar, okay? That, that already should be shocking. So this, these numbers, I'm going to show you even more information about how this doesn't even come close to the reality of the situation, but it's already startling because we've had, according to this so far, 3,544 deaths, 8,165 hospitalizations, 16,554 urgent care events, 19,214 office visits, 636 cases of anaphylaxis. 734 cases of Bell's palsy, 889 nine heart attacks, 152 miscarriages, 57 or 5,782 severe allergic reactions, 593. I can't pronounce that word, but it seems bad. Okay. It goes through more. You can go on this site and you can just kind of start, just get on there and start learning how to read the language and understand how this is done. Okay. Uh, well, these, oh, sorry. These are actually the reports. So you can actually read the actual specific reports. You can see the ages, the genders. Interesting how there's only two options. Um, cause it's medical, right? Um, you get to see what was documented by the physician, read the full report. You can do this literally for every single person that has put one in. They've had 118,902 reports through April 23rd, 2021. All right. Now here, if you haven't seen this, let me blow your mind. This was a study that was done. 
Uh, let me just pull up the notes to make sure I get the, da- the, the deets right here. Hold on a second. Yeah. So this is an eight, uh, uh, health and human services funded three-year review by Harvard Medical School of over 715,000 patients. And this report states that, quote, fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse events are reported to VAERS. Just going to say that again. And you've probably heard this on the high wire with Dell Bigtree. Um, I got to try to get him back because this is a huge point. Uh, but this study, just let me do that again. So it's a health and human services funded three-year review by a Harvard Medical School. Okay. 715,000 patients stated, and this is not that they stated, but the report that the, basically the study, which I'm showing you right now, fewer than 1% of adverse events are actually reported to VAERS. And that's just with the regular vaccines, my friends. So if we look at these numbers, according to that study and just common sense, the vast majority of people do not report to VAERS. The vast majority of people are not equipped to go and fight the actual United States government in court to try to get some, some money back and some justice done in the event that one of their loved ones was harmed or killed by a vaccine. That's just the people willing to do this. This is only in the United States, which means that that less than 1% number that is in this study here that you can read for the process, the purpose, the scope, the methods, how they came to those numbers, the whole deal. You're not going to find this on six o'clock news tonight. Okay. You can only find this on shows like, like mine that have been all banned and censored from everywhere. That's less than 1% of people in the United States alone. What are those numbers? In reality, right now, in real time, globally. What are those numbers? We're only a few months in. What are those numbers going to be three to five years from now? Because we even know from the animal trials that a lot of these animals didn't exhibit any kind of side effects until sometimes six, nine months later. And uh, some of them even died later than that. And we've got, you know, what's that gentleman? He's a CEO from Pfizer, or he was formerly one of the CEO, one of the high, high level guys in, in Pfizer coming out to warn people about this. And everybody's like, oh, he's a quack. Everybody, anybody that says anything different than the news, the World Health Organization, Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, Teresa Tam, Justin Trudeau, anybody that says anything different is a quack conspiracy theorist. Yet here we are. All of your health officials have been telling you and beating you over the head with, you got to close your business. You got to socially distance. You got to lock your child under their bed in their house for two weeks. Anytime they sneeze, you got to stop living your life for 14 months. You have to accept the mask. Now it's two masks. You get a, You're going to get freedom by Easter. You're going to get freedom by Christmas. You're going to get freedom by this and that and that and that and that. And here we are. Now it's variants. Now it's double mutant variants. Now it's triple mutant variants. Now it's this. Now it's COVID-21. Now it's the climate. Now it's the sky is falling every day of your life. And, um, as long as you comply, we'll keep you safe. But you got to comply. That's what you're being told. 
But they were telling you also, and we're doing all this, even if there's only one death, even if there's only one, we're all in this together. We want to save lives now. Forget the suicides, forget the underdiagnosed patients that didn't get diagnosed, so they died of diseases in their home that could have been treated if they would have known that they had it, going to the regular hospital visits or whatever. I mean, these, of course, are the people that aren't necessarily proactive about their health. It's just they, they rely on that system. They've been trained to rely on that system. I say you should be autonomous from that system as much as you possibly can. Take your health back into your light, into your hands. But, you know, we're being told that none of those lives matter. We're going to be told the same thing. None of these lives matter. Only the 0.001% or 7% or whatever, based on your age category, lives matter, according to these people. And anybody that is even hesitating on getting this shot is a murderous Looney Tunes. What did uh, Boris say in the UK with his funky hair? What did Chicken Little say over there? Oh, they're a bunch of quacks. These people, anti-vaxxers, nonsense, utter nonsense. Is it utter nonsense? Let's keep going. What else we got? You guys hear about this stuff? Somebody was kind enough to send this to me on Telegram, a bunch of links. I'm very sorry I didn't have the name of the person who sent it to me. So thank you so much. I, I love all the people on Telegram because and Gab and all that because they send me such amazing stuff. So thank you to all of you. Um, this is from Nature. Okay, nature.com. This was published in July of 2020. It's all about self-disseminating vaccines. Self-disseminating vaccines? What are we talking about here? Are we talking about self-replicating vaccines? Are we talking about vaccines that shed onto people? Right? And there's many people that are uh, looking into this. There's, you know, you got, there's even links on uh, actual documents on that Pfizer, John Hopkins University have, have published talking about self-spreading vaccines. There's even stuff talking about mosquitoes that can spread vaccines. It's getting nuts, okay? It's getting nuts. But go through and read this. Go through and read this. Here, I'm going to plop it into the up into the chat for you. Uh, let me throw it in here real quick. We'll put it on DLive first. And then I'll put it on uh, those other ones. Okay. But if you start reading this, we're talking advances in genetic engineering. <laughs> Anytime I see that, advances in genetic engineering. What? What? We're advancing? The, what are we doing? We're, we're genetically engineering people here? How, are, do, do humans know what we're doing? Uh, are we sure we want to do this? But yeah, they now raise the possibility, possibility of overcoming these challenges through use of self- disseminating vaccines capable of transferring from one individual to the next. So this means, guys, this means what we've been hearing from all over is that women's menstrual cycles, sorry, let me know if uh, anybody out there has heard this or talked to people about this. 
This is what I'm hearing. Okay. So let me just preface this by saying, this is what I'm hearing and I'm hearing it from a lot of places. Okay. It's pretty shocking. There's other experts that are covering it, but it's basically that unvaccinated females that are in the vicinity of vaccinated people are having disruptions in their menstrual cycle and other such things. If that's the case, the question is, is this vaccine utilizing this self-disseminating technology? In, in that case, if this isn't safe, if this causes infer infertility, if this causes any kind of side effect, and you decided not to get vaccinated, but then because you were in the vicinity of somebody that was, because there's a whole boatload of people out there that are getting this, not as many as they were hoping for, by the way, probably way, way less, which is why they're pushing all the fear right now. That's just my opinion. Um, those people are then transferring the vaccine to people who haven't been vaccinated. If that ends up harming people, and if it ends up being even more catastrophic than anybody ever thought, which tends to happen when it comes to <laughs> human history, we see many examples of this, where we thought it was a good idea, but it turned out to be a horrible one, you know, like spraying kids with DDT in schools and things like that, putting radioactive fertilizer on all the crops. Yeah, those were all really bad ideas, but they seemed good at the time, and they were, we were told they were good at the time, right? Remember when doctors used to tell you that they smoke camel cigarettes because they're healthy for you? We make, we make a lot of assumptions that end up being wrong, okay? So if this is an assumption that ends up being wrong, this could actually qualify as a bioweapon now. It, under the code, under what is it, Geneva code or the UN code, it could actually qualify as a bioweapon because it's causing harm. And now what do you do? How do you get that out of the circulation? How could they have not known this, right? Here's more. Uh, this is... Just it's the bulletin, another report. Scientists are working on vaccines that spread like a disease. What could possibly go wrong? And this was reported on uh, 18th September 2020. Once a COVID vaccine is approved for public use, officials around the world will face the monumental challenge of vaccinating billions of people, a logistical operation rife with thorny ethical questions. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, what if instead of orchestrating complicated and resource-intensive campaigns to vaccinate humans against emerging infectious diseases like COVID-19, we could instead stop the zoonotic diseases that sometimes leap from animals to people at their source or find their way out of labs <laughs> into the human population, you know, that had patents on them all the way back to 2013. There's always that. Uh, a small but growing number of scientists think it's possible to exploit the self-propagating properties of viruses and use them to spread immunity instead of disease. Whoa! Can we beat viruses like SARS-CoV-2, the novel coronavirus, at their own game? So we're going to create a vaccine that will be just as contagious as SARS-CoV-2. And even if you decide not to take it because you have health or safety concerns or you've had a history of adverse reactions to vaccines in the past or you just have this really weird feeling about putting a bunch of hydrogel and uh, mRNA and spike proteins and things like that that haven't got any long-term safety studies in them, if you just have any kind of weird thorny ethical questions going on in your mind about it, don't worry because we're going to vaccinate you anyways against your will by you just hanging out with the general population that did get vaccinated 
These people do not believe in freedom at all. This is just not their worldview. And I, I break down why that is, in my opinion, in that uh, Drive with Dave episode I was talking about. A virus that confers immunity throughout an animal population as it spreads in the wild could theoretically stop a zoonotic spillover event from happening. You know, theoretically. Theoretically, it could happen, guys. Everything's theoretical. These people know exactly what they're doing. Don't worry about it. Snuffing out the last spark that could ignite the next pandemic. If the wild rats that host the deadly Lassa virus, for example, are vaccinated, the risks of a future outbreak among humans could be reduced. They just keep going on. Um, For obvious reasons, public and scientific interest in vaccines is incredibly high. The most obvious reason being that they hear about it every second of every day, all day from the media. That's why there's interest in it. And also people are afraid and they've all been trained that the only way to be healthy is through surgery, drugs, and vaccines. That's, that's why. Whether that's true or not will be seen as history unfolds itself. Uh, so including self-spreading vaccines as they could be effective against zoonotic threats. They could be, guys. It could be. This is science now where it's all theoretical, possibly could be. That's science these days. And we're just going to do it. We're Because it theoretically is possible on our whiteboards, we're just going to do it. And we're not going to tell anybody. And we're just going to do it. Because we know that 60% of the world's population is going to say no to this vaccine. Maybe even more. So we're going to censor everybody. We're going to censor all the experts. We're going to censor all the scientists, the doctors. We don't want anybody talking about other solutions like the therapeutics, like vitamin C, D, zinc, etc., like a, a whole host of other options. We don't want people talking about that. It's all about monomania regarding the vaccine. And we know they're not going to take it willingly. So we're just going to we're just going to create a vaccine that spreads itself. That's what it sounds like to me. Let me know what you guys think. If you think I'm being um, paranoid or whatever, stretching the boundaries of reality, let me know. But here's another one from the EU Times. Were COVID-19 vaccines made to self-spread to non-vaccinated people? This was a more recent one, April 29th. Let me just zoom into this, see what they say. Documents from Pfizer, John Hopkins, and others discussed the potential for COVID-19 vaccines to, quote, self-spread to non-vaccinated individuals coming in contact with a recently vaccinated person. (laughs) Let me just read that again so that when you're having, you know, you're at someone's house and you're talking about this and they go, you're crazy talking about a bunch of science fiction, self-spreading vaccines. That's not going to. Documents from Pfizer, John Hopkins, and others discussed the potential for COVID-19 vaccines to self-spread to non-vaccinated individuals coming in contact with a recently vaccinated person. That, that statement alone should at least get you curious, okay? Whether it's true or not, we have, to, we have to figure this out. But you should at least go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe I'll put the brakes on this. I just want to understand this. What does that mean? What, is that, what, is that kind, of, what kind of technology is that? And, and how is that going? Is that going to go well? Have they tested this? No, this is the test, guys. This is the test that's scheduled to be completed by sometime in 2023 or 2024. You are the test. In fact, 
This article continues, a 2018 report by John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health Center for Health Security, wow, that's a long name, floated the idea of using this type of vaccine to intentionally spread to others for protection against disease. Under the section self-spreading vaccines, the John Hopkins document states, quote, self-spreading vaccines are genetically engineered to move through populations like communicable diseases but rather than causing disease, they confer protection. Do, how do they know this? How do they know this? The vision, it's a vision, guys. It's a vision here. It's just a vision. It's a vision. The vision is that a small number of individuals in a target population could be vaccinated and the vaccine strain could then circulate in the population much like a pathogenic virus. What about this? What about that? What about this less than 1% of the American population reporting side effects, but we still already have these kind of numbers? What about the people I personally know where their families are in the hospital with blood clots, they've had heart attacks, people that I know who are telling me stories of loved ones that are dying, people that I know that are in the medical establishment in the hospitals that are saying that in long-term care facilities, it's like the number of elderly people that are dropping dead right now after recently getting their vaccine is it would blow people's minds and they don't know what to do about it. But it's a vision, right? We're just trying, it's, you know, theoretically it confers protection. So look at this. What is the technology? Look at these little graphs. Self-spreading vaccines, also known as transmittable or self-propagating vaccines, are genetically engineered to move through populations in the same way that communicable diseases, but rather than causing disease, they confer protection, blah, blah, blah. The vision is that, oh, I already read this. This is just a graph version of what they said. What problem does this solve? The most practical and useful application of self-spreading vaccines would be to control disease spread in wild animal populations and uh, human beast populations, a vaccine would be administered to a few selected animals in hotspots amongst target populations, including non-human primates, bats, or rodents, and the vaccine would then spread within the target population, eliminating the need to vaccinate each animal. Because they know we've been, they've been having a lot of trouble convincing everybody that vaccines are 100% safe and effective. And of course, I wonder if the doubt has anything at all to do with the fact that most people who are having questions about just the just the CDC schedule vaccines, the regular ones, were all they were already pro-vaxxers, and then they went and got vaccinated or got their child vaccinated, and then they had a catastrophic injury that completely destroyed and changed their life, or they lost somebody, and so that obviously made them go, "I better go look into this." And the minute you get into that, you start reading books like this. Hold on. I happen to have this book on my desk. Have you read this? 100 years of orthodox research that shows that vaccines represent a medical assault on the human immune system. When was this book written? This is a book full of studies written by scientists. When was this written? 1993. Okay, 1993. A lot of stuff happened in 1993. Um, 
So yeah, they just keep going down. The John Hopkins report also noted, quote, there is not insignificant risk of the vaccine virus reverting to wild type virulence as has sometimes occurred with the oral polio vaccine. <laughs> Sorry, I just got to do this one again just to make sure, just make sure I got that because um, we're just supposed to trust this, right? The John Hopkins report noted there is not insignificant risk of the vaccine virus reverting. So it's the level they put this thing. There is not insignificant. Basically, there is a risk. They could have said that. There is a risk. And it's not that insignificant, guys. So there's actually a pretty decent risk of the vaccine virus reverting, changing back to a wild-type virulence as has, you know, sometimes occurred with the oral polio vaccine. You know, just go check out what happened with that Bill Gates oral polio vaccine in India. Go look into that story. How did that go? How are those peoples whose lives have been shattered doing? And we're still listening to these people? Trusting them with our lives, the lives of our friends, family, and children? And they're sitting there going, don't worry, guys. This is going to self-spread Meaning once it starts, we can't stop it. And it also is going to confer immunity. So people go, oh, well, because that's the sales pitch. Oh, well, what's the problem, Dave? Why are you all up in arms? Oh, because when you continue reading past the front part and it says stuff like, well, there's, an in there's a significant risk that the virus might revert to a wild type. It's happened before. And then I don't know if they get into, there's also significant risk of the actual uh, damage to the human immune system as is being shouted from the rooftops from, you know, what's his name? There's so many experts talking about this now. So let's continue. A Pfizer placebo controlled COVID-19 safety study, vaccine safety study, similarly describes the potential for the shot to cause adverse effects in people in close contact with recently vaccinated individuals. So they actually talk about this. However, in the Pfizer study, self-spreading is discussed as an unintentional possibility that could cause harm. <laughs> Guys, it was unintentional. Uh, we wrote a whole report about it. Just to let you know that it's a possibility, uh, but it's definitely unintentional. Okay, unintentional. The path to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> All we're asking, okay, if people out there want to get it, they can get it. But here's the issue now. If they get it, and then I don't because I, you know, did my own research, spoke to the other, I listened to the other experts in the world because, you know, these guys at Pfizer and the World Health Organization and Bill Gates Foundation, they're not the only humans and experts that exist. So I listen to different experts and I say, I don't want to get the vaccine, but I cross paths with the person that did get it. I could still be damaged by your dirty vaccine. And that's a possibility. And you even wrote entire papers and reports about it. And the media is not talking about this. Tell me again, who's the, who's the, the batshit crazy one, right? Under the section quote, occupational exposure in the Pfizer study, it explains an occupational exposure occurs when a person receives unplanned direct contact with the study intervention, which may or may not lead to the occurrence of an adverse effect. 
Such persons may include healthcare providers, family members, and other roles that are involved in the trial participant's care. You see that trial participant? Yeah, that's you. That's you and me. We're the trial participants. We're participating in a trial while these doctors practice medicine on us. Just look at the terms that are right there in front of your face. I'm going to be going in this in depth in the cult of the medics for you. Wait till we get into the history of the white coat and the symbolism and the whole side of that. It's going to blow your mind. Um, the study intervention being referred to is a person who recently received the Pfizer vaccine as part of the study. And an AE is an adverse event or bad reaction. The document warns under a section called exposure during pregnancy that if, quote, a female family member or healthcare provider reports that she is pregnant after being exposed to the study intervention by inhalation or skin contact, the exposure should be reported within 24 hours. So she's, pre so if someone reports they're pregnant and they've reported it after being exposed to the study intervention by inhalation or skin contact, meaning some, you've somehow been exposed, whether it's directly or whether it's from somebody that got vaccinated, you have to report that. Yet they're showing footage of pregnant women just going and getting the shot. We have no idea what we're doing. Uh, another way someone could be exposed is if, quote, a male participant who is receiving or has discontinued study intervention exposes a female partner prior to or around the time of conception. And Pfizer even described a scenario where, quote, a male family member or healthcare provider who has been exposed to the study intervention by inhalation or skin contact then exposes his female partner prior to or around the time of conception. Yeah, it's right there from the study. And then here's a graph showing the technique, traditional vaccines. So basically only vaccinated individuals are affected and maintained self-spreading vaccines, vaccines spread throughout the population over time. They're like, we're going to get you anyways. I'm not going to read the whole article. It's a good one. Go check it out. And again, guys, I, just to make it easy so I don't have to keep switching and commenting in there and all that is uh, go on my Telegram channel. You can find it at, uh, on my website if you, if you get lost. Um, and I'll post all the links that I share with you today in one nice, tight little uh, post for you over there, okay? Okay. Before we get into the PCR, uh, let me just come back. Someone's asking, what is, it, what is the law say about this yeah in texas we can refuse we can opt out and it's not a fireable offense like if you have a job basically it's truly unethical two rivers crossing is saying as a supervisor myself i've had to fire my staff for refusing the flu vaccine What are we doing? Who, who made this? Who, who created this? Come on, think about it. Who benefits from this? We're talking about a few people in the world, in the entire world of seven point whatever billion people. A few people are the selected chosen vicars of the gods that get to tell us 
This is the only way to stay healthy. All other opinions be damned. It's, a, it's absolutely incredible. I'm going to go, uh, I've got this other clip I want to show you guys. Here, let me, uh, I have to redo the share. One sec. Okay, we should be good. Okay. I did the share screen with the audio on. I just want to make sure that uh, we're not getting blasted with feedback as we've had problems with in the past. I think we're good. I have to wait for the stream to update. Scream at me in the chat if there's any issue with the feedback before we proceed. No, I think we're good. Okay, perfect. So I did some of the, I think I posted this one on Twitter. <laughs> World Eco Hoaxic Forum. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, first of all, this one is just kind of hilarious. So let's check this out. <laughs> this is some news reporter getting caught uh, by somebody. Just check it out. It's gold. Protesters. I have no political agenda, sir. I really don't. What about Nobody all the co that I know does either. We're purely objective journalists. Uh, yeah, you are. What truly, about truly, sir? From the bottom of my heart. Okay, I, I know. A political dog in any. Okay, what about all the what about all the compilation videos where they show thousands of newscasts in every city all reporting and saying the exact same thing? I, I, nobody tells me what to say, sir. But what are there's compilation videos on YouTube and Twitter? Twitter. They got millions and millions of views where every reporter in every city at every station they say the exact same thing word for word. How do you explain that? I I, I, I don't know what you're referring to, so I can't really Of course you that. don't. Of course you don't. Yeah. Okay. I I know. Okay. All right. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thank you so much for your time. It was <laughs> Thank nice you. To chat with you. It was great talking to you. Have a good one. Put your mask on. Watch out. The virus is going to get you. Oh, why do you got to wear You didn't have your mask on the whole time, and now you're putting your mask on. Here's the guy. He's been standing here the whole time without his mask. Here's his camera dude with no mask on. But here he is. Now he's still trying to scare everyone. Now he's going to put his mask on while he reports. Keep spreading that fear, buddy. Keep spreading that fear. Why didn't you have your mask on before? Now he's not talking to me. Why didn't you have your mask on the last 10 minutes? Huh? They're asking us to wear it per guidelines for television. To oh, oh, so you're told what to do. Exactly. You just told me you weren't told what to do. You just told me you could do whatever you want. I said I was told not. I wasn't told what to say. Oh, oh, you're just told what to wear. Trying to follow a good example. Oh, okay. Set a good example. Is that what it is? Okay. Sir, I, I appreciate it. Can you please can you please let me do my job now? I like filming phonies. What's your name again? David Phony? Kaplan. <laughs> yeah, go somewhere else. Wow. <laughs> Just amazing. Just amazing. Okay. Oh yeah. Let's do this. Okay, you guys know Dr. Evil? <clears throat> I mean, Klaus Schwab, that's the same. Uh, he's the 
founder and chairman of the World Economic Forum, and he's the author of The Great Reset, where all humans will come under our control. And so he's the founder and president of the World Economic Forum. And in Davos in 2016, so you got to do these way back playbacks with these people, okay? The people that are all out there telling you, we need the great reset. This is the only way forward. Go get your vaccines. Shut down your business. Give up your national sovereignty. Follow the protocols. When these people are out there saying this shit, you want to learn about them. You want to go back in history and see what they're really into. Okay, so this is what he thinks. Check this out. Aujourd'hui, au bout de ça, on parle de puces qu'on pourra s'implanter. Ce sera quand ça Certainement dans les dix années à venir. Et d'abord, on va les implanter dans nos vêtements. Oh, oui, wearables, comme on le dit. Et après, on pourrait s'imaginer qu'on les implante. I thought there was a translation here. Sorry, wrong video. So basically what he's saying, sorry, I'll come back. He's saying it in French, but he's talking about, he says, we, we will have a chip implanted under the skin or in the brain within 10 years. So this was in 2016. <laughs> so this is from Charlotte. To avoid losing or having your health pass stolen, a solution, this is the chip. So he's already hinting at the transhumanist thing is basically what I wanted to show you, right? All these people, they're all about ID2020. They're all in the same cult. They're all in the same, they all come from the same uh, belief system. All right. So I just wanted to point that out. Okay. This one is um, Aaron Maria Olowski. She's the whistleblower nurse who made headlines last year documenting fraud negligence and greed that led to unnecessary deaths during the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic. She sat down here with LifeSite News during the Health and Freedom Conference to share her experience and reflections. So let's just hear what she has to say. Well, I just love to start off by you telling us who you are and a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Erin Chesty. Um, I'm from out, right outside of Tampa, Florida. Um, I'm a registered nurse. Um, I am a mama to three little boys, and um, I'm also a Army, er, Army combat veteran. Um, served in Iraq from 2003 to 2004. So, yeah, that's a little quick background on me. <laughs> yeah. So you impressive. registered in Florida and then I know you actually served up at the hospital. Yeah. It was considered the epicenter. Yes. New York. Yes. So what made you decide to go there um, during all of the pandemic? Yeah. When did, when, like when? when well, I mean, it was about a year ago. I mean, we're, I can't believe that we're already a year past this. Yeah. Uh, or into this, I should say, we're not even past it. Um, so yeah, it was, so right around March 2020, um, the hospital I was working at in Florida, we were, they were furloughing people left and right. Um, I was working out in the tents in the emergency room. We weren't seeing a big influx of patients. Um, you know, everyone's eyes were on New York, like, what's going on over there? So. We treated our patients, the hydroxychloroquine zinc protocol sent them home, they were fine. I mean, we didn't have that. So I was presented an opportunity to travel to New York. I'm like, listen, I've been to war already. You know, they're calling it the front lines and the war zone. So I took it, you know, I had the blessing of, of my manager and my supervisors. And they're like, are you sure? You know, because 
I'm like, yeah. So I packed my bags. I was there in two days to like hurry up get here. Got there, landed, sat around for three days with nothing to do. So that was kind of my first red flag. Found out other nurses were sitting around for up to 21 days, you know, an entire month, getting paid $10,000 a week. So if they needed nurses so bad, you know, that's why I'm like, why are you bringing me here if there's nurses sitting around? Red flag. I did get assigned to Elmhurst Hospital, which ended up being the epicenter of the epicenter. I'm like, my luck. <laughs> but um, my very first day on shift, I was shocked. Um, it was something I've never seen before. I, I think that I, I compared it in my expose um, to like a third world country worse, you know. Um, patients were alone in their rooms on ventilators. Um, my colleagues wouldn't even go in, into their rooms at the time. I think it was more, you know, outside of them, their rooms. No family was allowed in. And people were just dying from just gross negligence medical malpractice, mismanagement, so a lot of people just not caring anymore. You know, they just thought they were disposable, they're gonna die anyway. And for me, I that was really difficult to swallow. And everything made sense to me at that moment why there's so many deaths in here. And I went home or I went back to my hotel and I remember I just broke down crying, hands and knees, and I'm like, I gotta do something, you know. And I ended up calling a bunch of my friends and nursing friends from all over and I asked them if they get on a Zoom call. And I told them, you know, what was going on. Um, a nurse practitioner, a friend of mine, acted as my proxy. Um, just by chance, you know, she put out a Facebook video and ended up going very viral. Um, in, in a week, she was getting death threats. It was really bad. No one believed her. And I'm like, no one's going to believe me either. So, contacted an attorney in New York. We figured out that I'm going to need some to record it. I got a pair of spy glasses delivered to me, and the rest is history. I recorded the murdering patients. I recorded just the, the complete, absolute disregard for human life. Um, and, and then, you know, obviously they, they fired me eventually because they, they found my social media. I think the post was, President Trump, please investigate New York City Health and Hospital System is corrupt. Um, I mean, the, it was no liability. You know, they're banning alternative treatments like the hydroxychloroquine. The only thing that they would do is put people on ventilators knowing that it was killing 100% of the patients. Um, you know, $13,000 to admit patients, they were just admitting everybody. They didn't utilize the comfort ship. They could have, you know, like these people that came in with a cough didn't need to be on a ventilator. They needed to go to the comfort ship, but they didn't. They were told to stand down. And, um, you know, $39,000 to put them on a ventilator that they knew would kill them. And then, you know, in some cases, $10,000 every death, ban the autopsies, kick out family as the perfect storm. And people took advantage of it. And that's why we're at where we are right now. Yeah. So kind of what's your reaction? Obviously, it's, you know, we're a year later. Yeah. What would be kind of your thought process now? How are you looking at COVID lockdowns, stuff that's happening now? What's yeah. your reaction? Um... A year ago, um, about a year ago, I think my expose came out in June, um, I got a lot of hate. I am talking like it was bad. I, I, it was, I feared for my life. I actually moved um, into a heavily gated community because people didn't want to believe it, you know? And now, a year later, people are like, 
Wow, that, this is real. That did happen. You're not a class. I'm not a pediatric. I am totally redeemed myself, you know? Um, but, you know, slowly the truth is coming out, you know? And I do think that we are at a tipping point right now. Um, I think the lockdowns are absolutely uncalled for. Um, I even think telling people to stay home in the beginning of this was completely uncalled for because those people stayed home and got even more sick. So that caused more deaths, you know? Um, but to, to be taking away people's freedoms, based on what, New York numbers. Most of the other states based all of their lockdowns um, on, the, on the New York numbers, which now we know were lost. That's right. Which now we know were, you know, from you know, Cuomo putting these patients in, into nursing homes. You know, we don't, no one wants to talk about that. You know, and that's why it take, it's gonna take us to do the talking and to be the voice of the voiceless, which are all the patients that died unnecessarily. It goes on for a few more minutes. I just wanted to get that bit in and um, thank you to Aaron Maria there for doing that and being a whistleblower. Um, we need more. We need more people, guys, medical experts, doctors, nurses, people working in long-term care, police officers, government officials, lawyers, media people. This is the time to be, on the, to be noted in the book of life in the book of history as to what side of history you were on. I know your jobs are at stake. I know you got a lot of pressure. I've been uh, even speaking to people who I realize they're going to get disciplinary action if they speak out. Anybody talking about this is going to be, it's hard, right? But what do we face if nobody does anything? What, what happens then? You know what I mean? So we need as many people as possible. And if you can't do it for whatever reason, I'll do it. I'll be the voice. And I know there's so many others out there that would be your voice too. So reach out to people like me. I'm at a point now where I've got too much skin in the game. The life, the future for my children is at stake. And I'm not willing to sit by and watch this happen because I'm afraid of, of consequences that are going to forget it. The biggest consequences of all is loss of freedom, loss of humanity, loss of our health, loss of what it is to be human. That is what's at stake. And at some point in the road, we're going to have to ask ourselves the question, instant gratification, delayed gratification, making decisions in the moment, making long-term decisions. What's the cost benefit ratio? Everybody has to make that for themselves, but we need more whistleblowers, brave whistleblowers to come out now. Enough. Enough is enough. That's just my opinion. Um, so here's some footage from, so <laughs> this is in uh, Quebec, Jean-Marc, uh, or yeah, I can't even say it. It's a park in Montreal. Look at the amount of cops that are here. There's like 40 cops at a park to quell anybody, to stop anybody from accessing the park. It's already empty. This is like something you would see in a dystopian future film. And I, I know you could say, oh, they could have been there for something else. They're just like, no, no, this is stuff, this is going all over this, especially Ontario, Quebec, it's getting nasty. 
it's it's turning into an absolute nightmare. We need to turn this around. Canada's in trouble. Nurse Erin, she had a good tweet. The CDC claims the COVID jab is, quote, safe and effective. Yeah? Well, then let's just go ahead and slap some liability on the pharmaceutical companies and manufacturers who produce this safe product. Why not? If it's safe, put your money where your mouth is. Right? Like, am I, is that a problem? Is that, is that too much to ask? Am I a conspiracy theorist for asking that very simple thing? No. Good for you, Nurse Aaron. Love your Twitter. Um, we're going to get into, okay, let's do this next one. So here we go. Uh, I think I did this in a thread. I did this in a thread. Okay. Uh, let me pull up the BCR thing first. There's a really good article that you will not be allowed to post on social media. I tried it on Twitter and I got a warning. Um, people have said they've had their Facebook, they've been put in Facebook jail for posting this, but it's actually a really well done analysis by the Telegraph. Um, it was back in November of 2020 on the PCR test and it is loaded loaded. Okay. So I'm just going to go through some of this with you because I just think it's important. I also just, it's good when you hear me read some of this stuff just to get the terminology in your head, you can kind of re-listen to these things. You can go read it for yourself. Um, I know a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there that prefer listening instead of reading themselves. So I'll, I'm just going to read through some of it for those of you who are still kind of catching up on all this. All right. So this is how it opens up the PCR. This is the test that's being used to, de to determine who has COVID or not, okay? So PCR stands for polymerase chain reaction. It's first of all, a molecular biological technique for making DNA copies. It's kind of like a photocopier. It just keeps copying and copying and copying and magnifying it so that you can see it, okay? It is based on the possibility of artificially doubling DNA strands by means of certain enzymes known as polymerase a technology that <clears throat> was developed in the mid eighties with this technique. It was developed by Kerry Mullis, who was a Nobel prize winner and who said openly that we should not be using this to diagnose disease. And also that Anthony Fauci is a clown and doesn't know anything. That's what he said. <laughs> Something like that. So with this technique, theoretically from one or from only one DNA strand after only 32 duplication steps, about 4 billion equal strands are obtained. Each of these doublings is called a cycle. After a fixed number of cycles, the amount of DNA produced can be determined and thus the tiny initial amount of DNA can be calculated back to the original amount that could otherwise not have been determined diagnostically. PCR tests of any kind are highly sensitive and depend on many parameters, making them extremely error prone. So what a fantastic test to be using for this pandemic, eh? Due to the exponential growth of DNA, even a small change in the initial conditions or a small deviation from the usual process has a great impact on the test result. In general, PCR replicates one or more relatively short DNA sequences, not complete genomes. For example, the well-known test by Christian Drosten searches for a sequence of 213 nucleotides in an alleged viral genome of 30,000 nucleotides in total, in other words, less than 1%. Each laboratory can select any gene sequence. 
Some laboratories search for two or three sequences simultaneously. Each laboratory decides for itself whether to report a positive result when one or two or three sequences are found. The whole thing is like looking for a certain animal in a huge zoo, let's say a jaguar, and each researcher pays attention to a different characteristic. One looks for fangs, one looks for spotted fur, one looks for quiet paws, one looks for fangs and reflective eyes. Everyone will find, everyone will find if he only looks long enough. Whether, however, all researchers found the same animal remains uncertain. The searched gene sequences can be only parts of genetic fragments or belong to the microvesicles produced by the body of billions of times. Furthermore, a PCR test says absolutely nothing about the significance of the RNA being searched for. This is a major point, guys. Therefore, one thing is clear from the beginning. With a PCR test, you cannot detect a virus of any or any kind of infection. In the best case, one can only say that the short gene sequence is present in a sample or not. However, whether this is of importance for the health of the person tested is a completely different matter and will not be discussed in detail in this article. So the three main components are used in the polymerase chain reaction. One, polymerase. Two, primers. Three, nucleotide triphosphates, or for short, DNTPs. I, the example is the building blocks from which DNA is constructed. These components are given a solution called a buffer, which contains magnesium ions. The content of magnesium has to be adjusted to be to the chosen polymerase and can influence the result. So they go through each one in detail, giving you, you know, the definitions, right? Here's the, here's some of the machines or the thermocycler of particular importance in PCR is the most accurate and consistent temperature management possible. When PCR was started in the mid 1980s, the test tubes were still placed by hand in water baths at different temperatures and the different reactions were run. Since 1988, there are devices that do this so-called thermocyclers. Today, there are many different models, cheap and expensive, of very different quality. The reliability of these devices is absolutely crucial, which is why they require continuous monitoring. A study of Korean scientists, and they show the link at the bottom, came to the following conclusion regarding the reliability of thermocyclers. This is a quote from the article. The performance of thermocyclers for polymerase chain reactions, or PCR, is of great concern in terms of the reliability of PCR-based assays, particularly when rapid cycling conditions are applied to small volume reactions. In this work, the precision of the temperature controls during rapid thermocycling was measured in 19 commercial thermocyclers of eight different models. Under the given conditions, a majority of the tested instruments showed prominent curving undershooting and or overshooting in their temperature profiles, which substantially influenced the results of the temperature sensitive multiplex PCR. Only two of the 19 tested instruments showed nearly ideal behavior. It is strongly hoped that these problems will be addressed by manufacturers and that they will make substantial improvements in the precision and efficacy of thermocyclers. The thermocyclers thus represent another major problem area in the area of PCR. So one test, a frequently recurring question is whether there are actually only one or several different PCR tests. As you can see from the above, no two tests can be compared with each other due to the many possibilities of choice and the many sources of error. For example, 
the U.S. Food and Drug Administration lists 178 different commercially available COVID-19 PCR test kits from which U.S. laboratories can choose. Each test kit difference differs from the other in many important ways, such as the reagents selected or the gene sequence sought. So, but then you go into the actual manufacturer's data, okay? And I won't bore you with the rest of this. We get into the Drosten text or test. Uh, lots of other error sources that are here. Eliminate genomic DNA contamination. Let's just read this real quick. Genomic DNA contamination can lead to false positive RT-PCR results. We offer a variety of ambient tools for minimizing genomic DNA contamination from RNA samples prior to RT-PCR. I think this is coming from the website of Thermal Fisher which I want to show you. It's one of the manufacturers. This is what I found. I took these screenshots. When you go to their site, thermalfisher.com, you look at their uh, thermal cyclers from applied biosystems. Okay. This is just try to, you know, just get an idea of the top of the page. So this is what this system's supposed to do. Applied biosystems, thermal cyclers help enable precise, consistent results for every challenge, application, and budget. Be confident in your results with instruments designed for reliability, accuracy, and user-friendly interfaces. Reduce time spent on optimization with the applied biosystems. Veriflex temperature control technology. Manage your instruments remotely with secure access. Okay, let's, let's continue. The thing is, when you get to the bottom of the page of all the different cyclers that they have, and you will find this on pretty much all the manufacturers' websites that manufacture these cyclers for the PCR tests, it has this warning that says, for research use only, not for use in diagnostic procedures. And that is what the inventor said, that this test was supposed to be used in laboratory settings for scientific study purposes, not an on-the-field testing kit because of these problems, especially for a global pandemic where the, the, because there's how many different companies, how many different cyclers, if they said that only two of the 19, this, this, uh, this study that was done, only two of the 19 different manufacturers came up with close to ideal results, whereas all the others were failing in all these different categories, and you now bring that around the world. And then you bring in the cycle threshold issue, which I've addressed before, where they're running it at 30, 40, 45 cycles, which is basically, that's how many copies are being done. It's, it's magnifying the copies over and over and over again. So they're going to find something, all the different, who knows if they're, who knows if they're finding just flu in you? Who, who knows if it's COVID-19? or the virus that causes COVID-19, who knows, right? If you look at the actual symptoms, I went into this with Dr. Randy Weissong. If you look at the actual symptoms where they update it regularly, it's all the flu symptoms and cold symptoms because it's a coronavirus. So when you're going to test people, it's not like the test can just zero in and go, oh, well, that's the flu, that's pneumonia, that's SARS-1, that's H1N1, that's COVID-19. It's not as cut and dry as that, yet that's what we're presented with. And I know I'm not a scientist, and you know, that's why I'm relying on the scientists. That's what they're saying, and it just makes logical sense to me. And I've been reading about this all year. I've dove into the PCR test many times on the various shows that I've done. 
Um, go check out on Rockfin. I have a free playlist there called Corona Chronicles. It's all the interviews I did during that year uh, on the subject. So go check it out. But um, let me just see. I just want to make sure that I have anything else. Is that? Yeah. I'll come back to you guys for a minute before I go to that last bit. So yeah, COVID is the common cold. COVID-19 is SARS-CoV-2. Yeah, I guess so. It's all, there's just different names. This is the problem. Governments around the world have had people ask them to prove that they, the government scientists, have actually even isolated this virus properly. And that the protocols that they're forcing on the world or on their country, let's just start with that, on wherever country you live, that they prove scientifically that they work, that they don't cause more harm than good, they shouldn't cause any harm, and that uh, they're justified. And I don't know about you guys, but I have yet to hear back that any of these governments were able to show the isolated virus and prove that the measures that they force us to live under do anything at all. And they definitely don't have the evidence to back up the fact that this vaccine is 100% safe and effective. They can't even say anything about it whatsoever because those studies could not have possibly been done because this is the study. So there's a lot of issues here. So I say we've been lied to. Prove me wrong. Governments, Fauci, WHO, Bill Gates, where's the proof? Talking a lot of talk, using a lot of words, creating little buzzwords that the media puppets go and repeat as if it's gospel. Where's the facts? Where's the proof? The only proof I see is that the homeless population wasn't wiped out in over 14 months. It's growing. It's overflowing into the small rural communities now where they're closing people's businesses down like mine and turning them into homeless shelters. So it's the homeless population didn't go away. And I got nothing against the homeless people. I'm just telling you as an observation, if we were living in a deadly global pandemic that had that justified what you're doing, that's causing people to die. I would expect to see a little bit more evidence of that fact. And in fact, I'm seeing nothing but contrary evidence. So I say you lie. I say you're a liar. I'm not here to say you made a mistake. If you made a mistake, you would have figured that out within the first three months. Here we are 14 months later, and there is zero sign of you guys letting up. You want more lockdowns. You're now restricting movement of myself and anybody that I know in my own province from going off the island where I am, around to different districts, you're breaking, you're, you're locking people in hotel rooms. The stories that we're hearing, people are committing suicide. I know more people. I, the only people that have died around me are people that died of heart attacks, suicides, or overdoses. I know a lot of those. Cancer. I know a lot of those. And I'm not trying to take away from anybody that has been told their loved one died of COVID-19 because now we have the whole question, which I went into again with Dr. Randy Weissong. That's a great thing he brought up. Put your emotions aside here. We need to figure out the truth. We were told that all these numbers that they're saying deaths where CNN had the death clock and the whole thing. 
those are all deaths due to COVID-19. But what's happening is, as you heard that nurse talking about, a lot of those deaths that kicked off the whole fear came from New York. They came from Italy. They came from certain places. And they came from computer model projections done by Neil Ferguson and others that turned out to be wrong, even with the official numbers. And the official numbers have been taken to task by literally teams of scientists and lawyers that are currently pursuing cases to bring these people to court, to force them to prove what they're saying, because that's what it takes. That is not the sign that your governments and your health officials are all a bunch of rose petals and rainbows, okay? There's something afoot here because the truth doesn't need to hide anywhere if it's the truth. If these people stand behind the truth, there shouldn't be any issue. It should be like, oh, guys, yeah, sorry for this big confusion that's gone on for 14 months now. Here's all the re reproducible studies that masks work and, are, and don't cause any harm to people. Here's all the science and evidence. And, and yep, don't worry. Not only, this is what I'd like Justin Trudeau to come out and say, or our health minister, Dr. Tam, or what's it, Chris Witte in the UK, or uh, Dr. Fauci in the US, or wherever you are in the Australia. I want your top head honcho health official to come out and say, guys, not only do we have the reproducible science and facts that anybody could do to prove that this is what we're saying it is, and not only do we have the science and reproducible facts to show you that this vaccine is the only solution, and not only do we have the science and irrefutable facts that if you take this vaccine, there won't be any consequences, it's safe and it works, but I'll put my name on it that if anything does happen to you, you can hold me personally responsible because I was the one that was the commander of the ship and I told you to go and get this thing and I told you you needed to close your business and I told you to stop living your life and I told you to train your children to be afraid of humans and to develop homo sapien phobia. I told you to do that. I stand by it and I put my name, my reputation, my life on it. And you know what else I'll do? If I'm a good leader that really means well, I will suspend my salary and my pay until you people can go back to work and reopen your business because we're all in this together. That would be some leadership. That would be something that I would go, okay, at least they're, they're putting their head on the chopping block too. They're, they're, they are part of what we're doing. They, this isn't one law for me and not for thee. This is real leadership. Okay. I can, I'll hear them out. I'll go to that meeting where I get to sit down and listen to that science being presented. I'll learn it and, and understand it. We didn't get that folks. We got exactly the opposite in every category. I say they lie. That's what I say. Cause that's the evidence I need where there's smoke, there's fire. And they've probably been told to lie. They might not even know that they're, they might just be puppets that just do what they're told. It's like, uh, what's that movie, Anchorman, where they're like, he'll literally read anything you put on the teleprompter. So just whatever he's, whatever the teleprompter, they'll just they'll literally just say whatever. What was that footage that came out 
from some of the top health officials having a little off-camera chat that got plugged onto the air by accident where they're like, oh, I just read whatever they tell me to read. Yeah, yeah, me too. Did you see that one? I covered it months ago. There's been too many of these things happening. This is a farce. This is crimes against humanity at this point. And now they're making vaccines that shed to the point where now you're going to get it whether you want to or not. What kind of a violation of human rights is that? That violates the Nuremberg Code. That violates every constitution in the book. It violates human decency and common sense. This is psychopathic. And it's making me think a lot about those Georgia Guidestones. I don't know about you. Who the hell wrote that shit in eight different languages and plunked it down in the middle of somewhere in Georgia? What, what's with Walt, uh, what's it, Walter Cronkite? coming out and talking openly about how we need to make a world government. It was back in the 80s. I posted that clip today. How there's too many humans on the planet. It makes you think about that stuff. I don't think about, oh, we just got to get through this, guys. Another couple of weeks. We're all in this together. Look, we're not all in this together. Our health officials, our governments, big tech, they're not in this with us. They're, in a, they're a breakaway civilization from humanity operating independently as if they are the ones that are the only ones that have the, the truth on their, they're, they're the authority on the truth. I follow the people that hold truth as the authority. I don't follow the people that take authority on the truth. I don't follow those people. So if you want me on your side, people that are running this whole scam, put your money where your mouth is, Prove it. The truth is proven in battle. We'll do the debates anytime. I don't care if I'm the one that has to do the debate. It should be somebody of expertise and high rank. There's thousands and thousands of high-level experts and doctors to choose from to have that debate with you. That could help calm the public. Don't just get a video footage of you getting a shot. We don't know what's in the shot. Half these videos look like there's no needle going in anywhere and it could just be saline for crying out loud. We don't know. That's not, that's not proof. Here's the proof. You put, your, you put your reputation and your neck on the block. So you tell me, not only go, don't just go, hey, I got the shot. Like Biden, I got the shot. Everybody should get the shot. No, no, no. We don't know what you got. Here, Biden, here's what you're going to do. Trudeau, here's what you're going to do. If anybody dies from this thing or this causes a mass issue in the human population, not only do you resign, but you go to jail. You, you have criminal penalties for you personally, personally. But there's no liability, is there? For you or anybody else. Because it's not like we can vote you out because now we know that they're controlling all these voting systems and processes, and we're finding that out right now in the Maricopa County audit in the United States. Where do you think else this has been done? And in Canada, if you're like, oh, Dave, we got the paper ballots here. There's no chance of rigging. Wake up. Paper you think they can't rig paper ballots? That's the oldest form of voting there is. You think they didn't know how to do this shit back in the 1800s too? Of course they know how to rig that stuff. We've been lied to on so many different levels. You've been lied to about what health is. That's the biggest crime of all. It's all documented in books like this. It's all documented by experts, people that were part of the, co the, the medical religion. And I know there's a lot of good people in the medical 
practice, but it's a compartmentalized structure run and funded by who? Who funds it? Who set it up? Who built it? What's the history of it? I'm going to get into it for you guys in this series that I'm working on. I'm going to show, I'm going to pull the lid off this in every way. It's going to be devastating because that's what the truth does. I'm not saying I have the truth. I'm just going to present information and you decide what it is. It's just about whether or not the facts line up. But let me tell you, there's a story that needs to be told about the cult of the medics. It's the most powerful ancient cult on this planet. It's a mix of good, bad, and ugly, but it is a cult. Look what's happening right now. You're being baptized in the cult. If you don't go along with this as a doctor or a nurse, what happens to you? That's not science. That's collectivism. That's cult behavior. As a sovereign citizen who doesn't go along with this, not only now are you, you're going to get penalized and you're not going to have access to society and life if you don't take this shot and get the, the passport, which is what they're proposing. But if these are shedding vaccines that are, de- that are actually designed to spread amongst the population of people who didn't get vaccinated, <laughs> there's no freedom left in the world, guys. Sorry, that's over. And I got big questions about people who are okay with that. The medical cult religion was formed by the New World Order and many of us are not in it. Yeah, Rockefeller medicine. Go all the way back. Oil, the whole thing. And I know a lot of doctors and nurses that aren't in it, but you're held by its rules, are you not? That's the issue. It operates above you, out of your sight, out of your power. It's like pawns on a chessboard that are commanded at a certain point, right? This is why a lot of doctors, they're in a, they're in a, and I know police officers too, everybody in the system, they're all in this middle ground where they don't know what to do because their humanity, their reason is pinging them saying, this is wrong. But they got into the medical profession, they got into the policing profession or in the government or in the legal profession to do good, to serve their fellow man, to serve health, to serve the law, to serve the charters and the constitutions and the Bill of Rights. But then what happens when the power structure above them starts commanding them to not do those things? What do you do? Well, either you work within that corrupt system to try to inspire change. But from what I've heard, many of those types of people in those systems are very feeling very much alone right now. It's not like there's this overwhelming amount of doctors and nurses that are all keyed in and know what's going on. And if there are, for God's sake, rise up and take the helm and share the truth with the world. Please, humanity's future could depend on it. Police forces. If there is an over, if there's a huge amount of police officers that are having a conscience of or a crisis of conscience and are realizing that they're they're enforcing inhumane illegal, unlawful orders by their superiors, then join the fight. This is, we're all humans. Forget the costumes, forget the letters after your name, forget the position you hold. You're a human being. Freedom is at stake. I'm sorry, guys. I've just, I'm sitting here on the outside of this and just observing it and it's imperative that we get this. 
And there's a lot of positive signs, okay? So all that stuff, all this stuff we've been covering, this is just going through, this is up to date, what's going on, here's my thoughts, here's some science. I don't think the PCR tests are reliable. These vaccines sound like something out of a science fiction movie. And um, we've got a lot of people you know, snapping out of it. But the good news is, is that the longer this goes, well, the bad news is the longer this goes, the worse it's going to get. But in a way, that's where the good news is. It's just what has to happen. I don't know. I wish we could speed this process up and save more people in the process, but it's just, look at it. I mean, I, I woke up from day one. I rejected this. I knew, smell the rat right away. Whatever reason that was, I don't know. Um, so this has been a long process for me. And I know there's many of you out there that had that same thing, but then how many people have I known and think of the people you've known that were stubbornly refusing to even consider any of the things I was warning them about. This was months ago. And then I get messages and calls and emails from them. Now they're like, you were right. What do we do? It's a good sign because the longer it goes, the more this wakes people up. So I'm betting on if there's two tra true tracks right now, great awakening, great reset. They're running simultaneously side by side. Which one's going to break the finish line first? We're at the point in this geopolitical chess game where there's not many pieces left on the board from either side. And there's only so many moves available now for either side. Who's going to win this final round of the battle? We're going to see. But... All I can do is just keep putting the information out and keep encouraging people to you know, go on this path and then also encourage those of us who are awake to this as to what you can do now. Number one, we can't be panicking. We can't be freaking out. We can't be communicating this with a bunch of fear. We have to be articulate. We have to be confident. We have to be educated. Uh, our energy also has to have a certain vibrancy to it. And we have to keep ourselves sane and healthy during this process. We have to work together in a way that doesn't compromise our freedom and individual expression. We have to get together with our communities, our families, our friends, the people that are listening, knowing who in your community is awake. Um, keep sharing this out. Even if you're getting censored and put in these uh, digital gulags for saying what you think, just keep going. We've got to keep the pressure going. The censorship's going to get worse. I have a feeling that things are really going to start to heat up in this next period of time. What are we, May? <sighs> yeah. May, June, July, August. Like this summer, it's going to be a hot summer. Lots is going to happen on both sides. But as, as the side of this that is trying to push towards this global central dictatorship system run by a technocratic cult of the medics, essentially, um, as they push for that, they have to expose themselves more and more because it's just going to become blatant that all the things that we've pointed out are coming true. And that's going to keep vindicating our side more and more, which is going to wake more people up. So we need to be on the airwaves. We need to address, um, somebody says something about mental illness. This is another big thing. Take care of your mental and spiritual self. 
obviously your health, your, you know, keep your exercise, all that stuff, but take a break, take a breather, put the phone down, put the computer down, let yourself have space to think after I'm done this show, I'm closing all my computers and I'm going for a walk in a park or something or by a beach somewhere to just clear my head. That's how you stay grounded. Also look at the positives as well as the negatives. The positives being we have these nurses coming out. We have these doctors coming out. We have these, uh, organizations. We have the Reiner Fulmiches of the world and the Rocco Galatis of the world out there pursuing legal action, trying to help wake people up. We have people, uh, right now, um, Mark Friesen, Grizz Patriot. I had him on the show a couple weeks ago. He's currently embarking on a cross Canada tour, the freedom tour where they're going right across the country and they're hooking up with other like-minded patriots across this country to try to build community and build morale and, and share information. We've got Maxime Bernier, the only party leader politician in this country that's on the front lines on, at these protests fighting and saying we need to end these lockdowns and preserve our freedom. We've got, you know, there are people that are fighting the fight all over the world. I, I see it all over the world and that encourages me. There's a really good documentary uh, that you guys got to watch. It'll really help show you just how not alone you are, okay? It's called The Pushback. Just go on BitChute and type in The Pushback documentary and, uh, and watch it. I think there's a website too. You can check it out where they covered the global protests that happened in March that the news didn't report on. Some people need to see that they're not alone. For others, just know that even if you were alone, the truth is always right. So don't hold your breath for the entire world to get this. We just need enough to be able to replace these tyrannous, low-level politicians that are just following orders. They're either compromised, paid off, threatened, whatever it is. We need to get them out. Did you see that um, amazing footage from that school district in Arizona where all the parents went down to the school district? Because I'm not sure where Arizona stands right now when it comes to mask mandates, but um, this school was saying that masks were to be manda mandated. And then they started rolling out weird stuff about the vaccines and everything for the kids. And so the parents went in and they literally, they followed the constitution and they formed a new board. They fired everybody. They replaced them. They replaced everybody on the board with themselves. And then they ended the mandates. It was just an amazing thing to see. There's videos going around about it. Articles have been written about it. So there's positive things happening. And again, I'll just finish with this. I guess this is where we're at and this is what it takes. But let's take advantage of this opportunity because even though we're all focused on the lockdowns and COVID and the elections and the, you know, all these, um, these very important issues, there's so many, um, what's happening is that we're at a point in time in history where all of humanity is paying attention. It couldn't have happened without this crisis. So this is how we don't let a good crisis go to waste whether they created the crisis or took advantage of it for their own political agendas and corporate agendas, whatever it is, doesn't matter. If that's their playbook, never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, that's our playbook then. Never let a good crisis go to waste. 
We're not letting it go to waste because this could wake up the world, not just to this. This could wake up the world to everything else. Everything else. It could at least wake up a lot more people than, than were before. Nobody would have paid attention to any of the shows like this or the information we present to try to warn them about what, where, how, where this happened in history. We know exactly, forensically, where this all started, who did it, why they did it. We know. But nobody wanted to listen because it didn't really affect them. And they kept reading all the fake news that was like, oh, just a bunch of crazies. But now everybody's paying attention because there's a crisis at their door and because they're starting to themselves naturally, organically see contradictions and question everything, whether it be these, the elections, I had an article on that, or, or, the, or the pandemic or whatever. It's happening ac across the board. So that's the good news. Now check this out. This is also starting to come out is the media and the big tech role in all of this, because who are the ones speaking to the reptilian brain in all your friends and family and all of us, who are the ones that are the soothsayers that are the prophets, the priests, the ones recruiting people into these ideas, who are the ones crafting the narrative and sharing the information out? It's these people who are the ones censoring any opinion that doesn't fit their guidelines that change every single week. It's big tech. There's stuff you're not allowed to talk about. You're not allowed to talk about the most important subjects in the world right now. Isn't that incredible? But guess what? People are starting to see it and they're going to see it more. So this is a good one from electionwiz.com. Breaking treasure trove of documents show state officials colluded with big tech to censor Americans' election posts. Judicial Watch announced today that it received 540 pages and a supplemental four pages of documents from the Office of the Secretary of State of California, just from California, revealing how state officials pressured social media companies, Twitter, Facebook, Google, and YouTube, to censor posts regarding the 2020 election. So it wasn't just these social media companies acting autonomously with Section 230 and all that, which, yes, that's also in question. It was also the fact that they were being pressured and paid. And I love how they say they're pressured. There's these probably all, these people all probably go to a lot of the same Bohemian Grove meetings and stuff. But anyways, that aside, we know that a lot of this pressure is also coming from government officials. So when, when government is colluding with the corporate world to uh, change society, institute laws, censor the public, et cetera, that literally is the definition of fascism. So the documents reveal what many have long suspected, that government officials are colluding with big tech to censor free speech. <laughs> a big mystery there. The documents obtained by Judicial Watch show how a California state agency successfully pressured YouTube to censor a Judicial Watch video concerning the vote by mail and a Judicial Watch lawsuit settlement about California voter roll cleanup. The records were obtained in response to Judicial Watch's open records request. Judicial Watch filed the request after a December 2020 report surfaced that, the, that a California state agency was surveilling, tracking, and seeking to censor the speech of Americans. The December report showed that the California Office of Election Cybersecurity in the California Secretary of State's office monitored and tracked social media posts, decided if they were misinformation, stored the posts in an initial database coded by threat level, 
and on 31 different occasions requested posts to be removed, which means they have a hotline to social media companies to tell them to remove posts made by citizens. Think about this. The report also revealed that in 24 cases, the social media companies agreed with either, oh, agreed and either took down the posts or flagged them as misinformation. According to Jenna Dresner, Senior Public Information Officer for the Office of Election Cybersecurity. Responding to the December report, Dresner said, we don't take down posts. That is not our role to play. She continued, we alert potential sources of misinformation to the social media companies and we let them make that call based on community standards that they created. <laughs> we don't do it. We just pass the buck and they do it. And then the social media companies are like, we're not breaking any laws. We're just following the law that was made by the government. It, they're, they're passing the ball back and forth. In the end, they're acting as a governmental force to restrict your free speech about the most important questions in this world. And when it comes to the election, come on. We're about to get a total cold shower about just how bad that 2020 election was. And when that comes out, regardless of who you love and who won and lost, forget, this is about understanding that your vote doesn't count. And this, this is another thing the world needs to wake up to. This isn't just America. America is going to lead the way because of just how blatant that fraud was. Blatant, proved. Guys, I stayed up and I watched every single hearing about it. Every interview, I followed it top to bottom. I remember I was renovating my office and painting and I would just put it on and listen for hours, trying to keep up to date with it all. And now this evidence is coming out in, and it's, I think we're about to get massive exposures on this. They're doing this audit. Wow. Wow. That's just one little county. Wait till this spreads. So this is how I think all this stuff's going to roll out, whether it's election fraud, pandemic, global depopulation agenda, you know, whatever it is, aliens, all this stuff, the medical stuff, everything's going to come out in these little drips bit by bit, one way or another. And it only takes one of these issues to crack somebody's wall of, oh no, there's nothing to see here. Nothing's going on. They're just, everything they're telling us is true. Everything I taught was taught in school is gospel. Everything the media says is, 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 you know, totally on the up and up. That wall of program defense is going to come down on one of these issues for everybody. Because enough information is just going to keep coming out again and again, or they're going to start directly experiencing it. And maybe it's going to have to be that they experience a bad side effect from a vaccine or a censorship of their own, or it's going to hit their doorstep. Their business is going to get shut down. Their sector is going to get shut down and they're going to lose their job. And then they're going to start paying attention. It's just going to happen. And then the more information comes out, it's going to take platforms like this to report it because the mainstream news won't. And then people are going to go, why is the mainstream news not talking about any of this stuff? That Dave's been sitting there telling me for 14 months now? Why not? It just got proven. Or, or, or this nurse that I just showed you or any of these other people. Why hasn't the media covered it? Why have they also been censoring people that have been talking about it? It was just proven true. That's going to wake people up. And then they're going to ask the next question. Well, what else have they lied to us about? Where else have they manipulated us? Where else have I been abused that I didn't even notice it? 
it's just going to go. It's going to be a domino effect. That's my hope. That's my prayer. So we just got to keep marching on. We got to keep doing this. Keep the frequency of truth present in our minds at all time. We got to keep sharing it. We got to keep working on ourselves, on our own health, mental, physical, spiritual. Don't let fear grip you. This is not the time for fear. And just some good news about the lockdown. I mean, this might, I think this is cool. The biggest thing that's going to wake people up is that we've got Texas, Florida, Missouri, a bunch of states wide open, Sweden, never locked down, never. Anybody telling you different is full of shit. Um, and so we're going to start seeing more footage like this going around. There's more places over. Day on the beach, South Beach. And people are going to keep seeing that and they're going to go, hey, oh, and that footage from the UFC event or the baseball games or whatever. And people are going to just keep asking, wait, did anybody die from that? Did, did that? Was that a super spreader event? Are people dropping dead in Florida right now? No. Their death rates are down. Their case rates are down. Even with the flawed PCR test. Wow. You know? And that's going to keep waking people up. Oh, let me play this really quick just to show him some respect for this. I just wanted to show you. This is what I was talking about. Honestly, if you live in Canada, I don't care what you think about conservative party is the only way because the people's party is going to split the vote and Trudeau is going to still get in. We need to play the long game. The conservative party is infiltrated top to bottom in this country. They control both sides of the fence. The only option, even if you don't like the people's party, go make another party, whatever it is. We need to do something different. It'd be nice if we could just govern ourselves, but hey, here we are in this, in this boat. And right now we do have a politician in this country that's standing up and I support what he's doing here. This is what he said at a recent, this was, I think there was over 175,000 people protesting in Montreal uh, earlier the week. So here's Maxime Bernier. He's the leader of the People's Party of Canada. Hello, everybody from all across the country. I'm in Montreal right now in a big uh, rally, very big. I think we have almost 100,000 people here. That's fighting for your freedom, for our freedom, and that's only the beginning. We are sending a strong message to these establishment politicians. Enough is enough. We must stop these draconian lockdowns right now. Hello, everybody. So, yes, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And just to see somebody who is a high-ranking politician talk about that does, does my heart good. There's a few others. I think there's like a handful of Canadian politicians that are on our side here, at least publicly. And um, uh, Oh, and I got, sorry, I got more. Let's do some more good news real quick. Look at this. For BC, Canada, this is where I live. We've actually had, this is from Cowichan Valley. This is actually a British Columbia councillor who's on the hospital board, Council, Councillor Brenda Falk, has joined 
the end the lockdowns caucus and believes lockdowns are causing more long-term or are lockdowns long-term are far worse than the virus. So she's joining, there are dozens of politicians yet yeah, that are joining this. So they're, it's good. And they're just going to keep going. They're just going to keep, it's, it's just, it's becoming so obvious. And I think also there are people who already kind of knew what was going on, but just, they weren't ready to stand up just yet. And um, I'm not even going to give this guy airtime. You know what Tedros is talking about. Basically, we got to keep doing more in surveillance, even though you guys get vaccinated. Um, yeah, there we go from Machiavelli. There's our choice. Choose wisely. Are you going to think for yourself or are you going to join the cult? Are you going to sell out your humanity, your freedom, and your mind? What's the, what are you going to do? I could keep going, guys. There's so much information. I want to wrap this up. We kind of went a little longer than I wanted to, but um, thank you so much for joining me here. Shovelhead is seeing, did you see all the rabbis stampeding? No masks in there. Yeah. You can't beat the truth. It's going to win in the end. I'm just hoping that this happens sooner rather than later. I don't know about you, but guys, thank you so much for uh, joining me. I hope I gave you some information that, that benefits you, that inspires you, that helps educate you. Um, it's not all positive, but it's a mixed bag as always, because that's just the situation we're in. I'm never going to sugarcoat it and be unrealistic. I think that's causing more harm than good. So, uh, but I do believe there's a lot of good things happening and I'll be reporting on that as we go. So please continue to support this channel. Please help me get the word out about this show. I'm trying to rebuild my, um, my audience after I've been having to move around so much. That's pretty much devastated my normal, uh, my normal numbers. So help me get this show out there, share it out as far and wide as you can go follow me on telegram, gab and Twitter. If you're still on Twitter and, uh, Let's choose freedom over slavery. Let's choose truth over lies. And let's choose courage over fear. I'm with you. We can win. And it all starts within. Hey, that's a cool little tagline. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I'm going to wrap it up. I wish you a very happy rest of your day. And I'll catch you on Wednesday for another episode of Truth Warrior. Cheers, everybody.